0: we'll do it live fuck it do it live i can i'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks
1: it is friday july 28th and we are back in the sanctuary to bring you guys another episode of the screaming Idiot show so appreciate everybody tuning in whoop whoop. hope everybody's enjoying their week um as i mentioned previous episodes we are I, I am trying to remember to give you guys the date of which we record that way when you listen and we, we we talk about something that maybe happened at this current time period you're not like well them motherfuckers are they're a month late well there's a reason for that so don't 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 bring the pitchfork We us are netflix us 2.0
2: yeah binge the shit out of us on patreon
1: if you're not already a patreon subscriber hop over there and check it out five bucks a month gets you instant access to the entire season and all of the bonus content got a couple new subscribers very thankful for you guys um as always follow all all of our social medias minus twitter because i deleted that shit because i got sick and tired of it so twitter's weird man twitter's really weird i feel like twitter I'm not going to get into a deep conversation here, but it's just like, I feel like Twitter is like the most toxic of all the social medias. Well, I Definitely think we got into be. it a
0: little bit, uh,
1: oh, we last, did episode, last episode, but, um, yeah. I did we? mean, I, I don't, I just don't get it, man. Yeah. We were, and we weren't, we got some interaction, but like all anybody ever wanted to like talk about was like shitting on other people's music tastes, which I guess we do a lot
0: but <laughs> we're fucking hypocrites y'all well, yeah <laughs> no, but we're not no, but it, we're not attacking people no it was doing that
1: i found that twitter was a, a poor place to promote the show and to interact with people because youtube is actually our biggest platform like as far as um the grow, growth like quicker growth and stuff like that so and then we get a ton of interaction on instagram and i think we probably get our most like actual interaction on facebook yeah. So Facebook's been great. We went from, you know, no followers and likes to you know I think we're at sixty five now. People are like, fucking sixty five. God, I got more. What? Yeah, I know. We're, we're we're growing. We've been doing, doing this for a it. few months. Yeah, we've only been doing this for a couple months. So, but no, it's uh if if you're interested, make sure you follow all of our social medias, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, uh, and YouTube as well at T S I S Podcast or just search the Screaming Idiots Show. So
0: y'all uh before we move on i'll kind of touch on that too because we've had a a twitter account for the band page forever Mm -hmm. right and i've logged into it in the last six years three times and all three times were because preston sent me a video or some shared something to me uh from from twitter the only way I could view it was to From log into yeah. a Twitter, and I was like, "Well, I got the band's Twitter, so that's cool." <laughs> yeah, but it's to me <clears throat> when I first got on there, it was shortly after I learned of Gary V. and Oh yeah, we've talked about his books before, right? On the show. And, yeah. and when I was in school, um, we learned a lot about some of his philosophies around marketing and s- especially social media marketing, and um a lot of it was him talking about just being part of the conversation yes and i would get on there and i would try to be try to be part of the conversation and one of the things i was doing is we would get you know people following us it it would be bands other bands that would follow us like six of them a fucking day yeah and To try to create some dialogue, I I took the time to go listen to the stuff that they were asking me to listen to, and I gave them my feedback. Well, after about uh, three or four of them that didn't like the feedback I sent because, look, the, the music wasn't very good, and I didn't, like, trash them, but I was like, you know, hey, I mean, you know, this part was good, this part was good. I feel like, you know, maybe the sound could, could be worked on a little bit or, you know, hey, maybe um, vocals could have been a little better, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, but just these it, it would just be these minute little things that I would say, hey, you know, maybe maybe work on this sure. and they would lose their fucking minds. And I'm like, <laughs> Bro, don't fucking send yeah, me say, music. You can't
1: ask for someone's opinion on anything. And get it's like when your old lady says, does this make me look fat? And you're like, kind of. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, how dare you? Bitch, don't ask for my fucking opinion then. Don't look fat in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> get on the stepper. He fucking said, don't look fat in the dress. Listen, I never ask for anybody, hey, do I look fat in this? I I probably do. It's all good. I gotta, Did you just turn that air conditioner off? Thank God. I did. Had to. I hate it here. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, bro, when it comes to music, listen, if you're looking for constructive criticism or if you want somebody's honest opinion, don't be be fat in the dress. Don't be fat in the dress. Did we just come up with a new tagline? We did. Don't be fat in the dress. Being prepared for some constructive criticism. Like when we ask you guys, our listeners, for any kind of feedback, good, bad, in the middle, on the show, on. The show structure, on topics, on guests, on anything. The set, all of it. It's because we yeah. actually want to know, hey, what are we doing that works well? It, it's just like a quarterly review with your boss, right? What are we doing well? What could we be doing better? And we've we've had some folks say, hey, here's something that could be a little better. Here's something that's working great. Here's something that I want more of. Here's something, you know, and it, that's, that's what we don't want. Don't wear
0: I, flip-flops with jeans.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, we got some sandal wearing motherfuckers on this show. And then you got the one guy in Wrangler's boots and camo and, you know, we got, we're a very di- diverse group here. So mm-hmm. that's great. But speaking of, um, you know, interaction, it's there. There's a cool story I do want to tell real quick before we get into actually uh, some real thick music topics. We had a um, shout
2: out Dan Skinny. Yeah. Dan Skinny. I'm pretty sure that's yes, what the name was on. out of too. Texas.
1: Yep. yep. Uh, Skinner. Yeah. His, yeah Skinner. <clears throat> so his, goes it goes by Skinny. skinny or yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, shout out Dan Skinny, um, had a, a a guy that just, I think just stumbled across us on YouTube, uh, because you know, when you upload a YouTube video, you can put like tags. So like I always do like heavy metal, metalcore, deathcore, music commentary, uh, like, and then like, like for the episode we had where we were talking about like sleep token and a data remember, I would put like sleep token, a data remember for Mitchell T's episode, I put hip hop, like, mm -hmm. so anything that's relevant topic wise in that episode, I will put it as a tag. So like that'll pop up in people's like, quote unquote, for you stuff. Yeah. Um. So so Dan came across uh one of our videos and and was kind enough to uh first tell us he loved the show and then you know give us feedback real real like feedback. real feedback oh, you know, like yeah. paragraphs of detailed feedback and you know talked about he <laughs> he said the set looks like shit but I love it and I'm like that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect thank you that's exactly what I want because you know. If you watch any of these big YouTubers, man, they have this immaculate room and these real high-profile cameras that are like crystal clear. The lighting's great. They're doing all these like zooming effects and all these different angles and stuff. We are one camera with a ring light in a poorly lit studio on a sectional couch with toolboxes behind us, guitars all over the place. If you guys could see the rest of the the place, you see all the the uh, the cat cabinets wall of amps, wall wall of amps cabs yep. mics guitar stands it's a fucking warehouse yeah it's yeah. it's what it is and a and, garage and you know we we said you know we kind of want to keep this identity but he, because he said you know you guys just seem like genuine ass dudes and we're like that's that's what we want to portray and we said that from day one we're we're just we're just guys being dudes we're, we're just, just regular metalheads man and we don't ever want to get too we're, we're never going to get too big for our britches and and i'm not saying that guys that you know youtubers or whoever that have great setups and real you know real pretty lighting and cameras and all that cuz if we could afford it if we were big enough we'd have that shit but we don't and <clears> and that's okay cuz we want to make sure that we keep the the identity of who we are, right? And we're at just, the end
0: of the day, it's about the content, not the not the presentation. Yeah, and I know, you know, like chefs, they're like, it's all about the presentation. No,
1: motherfucker, if your food sucks, if your food sucks, don't, be fat, don't, the don't, be, fat don't be fat in the dress. Don't be fat in the dress. Don't be fat in the dress. So, um, I I, I want to <laughs> thank Dan. And it turns out Dan, Dan Skinny is a musician. He's out of a small town in Texas. He actually sent us some of his stuff. He does some instrumental uh, music with a buddy of his that lives in Iowa. I'm sorry I can't remember uh his name for the life of me. You guys might remember it, but um Not they sure. sent us some of their stuff and man they're they're really talented musicians and uh uh gonna hopefully get those guys on a, on a zoom call for an episode of the pod just to uh you know talk to them about their music and talk to them about what it's like coming across guys like us. Uh because Dan made a great point about how, you know, how relatable we were and how he found the show therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of embodies Everything that we set out to become when we started doing this back in March.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to realize because I think us three we already realized it, but like years ago when we were having these conversations, like it, it is a form of therapy for me, and I think mm-hmm. you both would agree. And it's like absolutely if I wasn't able to have these music conversations with a group of guys that we could banter with. But also have real, real conversations. Like that's a big part of my life, yeah. messing man.
1: Absolutely, and I and the fact that we're able to, you know, resonate with other metalheads out there. And 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 Dan Skinny made a good point about how you know he's in a small town in Texas, and he's like the only metalhead around yeah, he said there. Is
2: like yeah, he has no metal friends. around him He has, him has no or metal friends around him. His yeah. closest
1: metal friends in Iowa. So he doesn't really have the folks around him in his inner circle where he lives to have these types of conversations. And he was like, you know, sh- you guys are real ones for for interacting with and having conversations with some random ass dude on the Internet. And I'm like, dude, we're just regular ass dudes, too. You know, anybody regular that wants it,
2: we're just regular ass interdudes or interviews on the just, Internet. We really <laughs> just ask our wives to not be fat in the dress, man. That's it.
1: Oh. <laughs> Don't be fat in the dress, man. So it's, it, you know. It's super cool to hear that we are accomplishing the goal of being boy, you are you'd forget your fucking head if it wasn't screwed on your shoulders, wouldn't you? I'm not. Just don't be fat in the dress. <laughs> it's
2: it's we've worn that out already. Yeah, we
1: have. Um it's super cool to 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 hear from a total stranger that your goal is is what you set out to do is happening. It's working. Mm-hmm. The the formula is working. If you build it. They will come. They will come.
2: I'm gonna come. I'm gonna
1: come. <laughs> so shout out, Dan. I appreciate you, man. Looking forward to, to getting you on the show here soon. Um, got some exciting guests coming to round out season four. Not gonna, we not gonna drop any hints. We're just gonna hit you guys with a bobshell when it happens. It's scheduled. Let's hope it happens. Shit changes. You know, p- lives happen. But we're we're hopeful. It's scheduled right now. Let's hope it happens. So, but anyways. <clears throat> Okay, enough about the sappy shit Preston Yo You had a point that you wanted to make About Silent Planet um, And it's an interesting uh, topic Because they've got a new song Again, it's July 28th I understand this a couple months later But they have a new song called Antimatter out um, Let's talk about that
2: So I'm, I'm torn because I kind of had a hot take In regards to that mm-hmm. song That I figured we would keep toward the end Yeah, let's hit it Okay,
1: fuck it Okay. We're riffing it tonight. uh, And I had
2: another point. I didn't know if that needed to go first or not. but So, Silent Planet released their new song, Antimatter. Antimatter, Antimatter, however you want to say it.
0: Tomato, tomato. First of all,
2: I fucking love it. Same. I've loved Silent Planet for years. I cannot remember when I came across them, but it was probably, I'd say, five, six years ago.
1: I feel like we kind of came across them at the same time, like North Lane. about yeah yeah maybe maybe i think north lane came later a
2: little bit later yeah uh maybe i had known knew of north lane but um so i absolutely love the song absolutely love the direction they went with this song um extremely creative out of their box um they're kind of here we are genre talk but I don't know just silent planet has always felt different to me and i think you you agree something it's mm-hmm. not your typical metalcore band but it's not a hardcore band it's like some ambient pieces in their music i really yeah, but they're think they're not they're not so the, technically certain, like certain amount of rage in their shit. i
0: think they are a re revitalized version of new metal
2: I kinda see where you're coming from. You have there. to explain that one a little bit for me.
0: It's you know, the 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 heavy seven string guitars, the yeah. the rap that mm-hmm. that is infused into it, um the the raw aggression that's in there. Um His it's fucking still in it's that still song. very Jesus. It's still very metal, but you can you can feel the hip hop yeah. influence in there with the way that uh, their vocalist, um, you know, flows the verses and and certain things like that, uh, but also in the music itself, they're using the electronic uh, sounds like a lot of the uh, new metal bands did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it doesn't seem exactly like the old. Uh, new metal, it, I mean, it's obviously different. It's, yeah, it's not Mudvayne. It's, I mean, I wouldn't even put Mudvayne up there as one of the biggest uh, references for new metal. Yeah, they, new metal but, is
2: kind of like a lump of a bunch of shit. Really. Yeah,
0: like Korn, Death tone, <laughs> Slipknot, Soul oh, Fly, love Corn, tone, Slipknot, Soulfly, Love, System of a Down. Uh, system of a down kind of, yeah, that's new metal, but uh yeah, so I mean, they're coming out and and their sound like the the tones of the guitar and and um the production and all that kind of stuff really are are really similar to like the metal core bands out there mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that versus the way the guitars sounded back in the fucking 90s with corn going (laughs) and it just sounded like a muddy wall i still love the shit but it didn't sound great let's be honest um i don't know it's it's for me you know long story short i guess uh i would say silent planet is like a modern new metal band
2: yeah and I'm, i get what you mean so the cool thing
1: about Anti matter for me was it kind of reinforced a growth for me musically and i've talked about it before with bands like bad omens where i used to like hate um you know synth or, or edm like different kind of electronic effects in metal i used to be kind of like oh man that ain't metal
2: but, but- you liked ic stars
1: I'm, I'm. I did. I'm getting there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, no, I'm getting motionless and white. Does shit yeah. Like that oh too. hell yeah, they do. So I have kind of you know over the past couple of years, I've really started to come around to stuff like that. Um, and when I first heard the Anti-Matter song, like I, immediately it was like it was all electronics, and I was like, man, this is, this is such a cool vibe. And then it really that starts heavy to, guitar. It starts in. to get into it. And I'm like, <laughs> this face. is fucking gross. Oh, yeah. So it's just kind of like a. a it reinforcement of a musical growth for me where Tyler, we, you and I have talked about it on it, private conversations, but also on the show where it doesn't have to be this fucking nonstop onslaught of, yeah. of malicious intent metal for it to be metal as fuck. And for me to love it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes into the musical growth thing, but you had a, you had a point you want to make that you told me today might piss some people off. So. Yeah.
2: So, um... And maybe it won't land as well as I think, but
1: but Once spin. again,
2: I love I love the song. It took me about two and a half, three days to really love it. Like at first I liked it, was cool with it, like, all right, sure. yeah, way to go, Silent Planet. And then about day two, day three, I was like, fuck, I think I love this song. Yeah. So I don't have any problems with the song whatsoever. But I was scrolling through on Twitter on day two or day three, maybe after it released, and I see Like, a bunch of big-time bands and, of course, music fans posting about this song and talking about it. I think it was somebody in regards to Dayseeker, but then also fans and everything else. And the way they acted, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the way I feel. The way they acted was, oh, my God, they jumped way out of the box. They're developing this whole new realm. (laughs) What? What? I swear to God. And I'm talking like tweet after tweet after tweet. They sound like a Venge Sevenfold fans. Well, no, I'm serious. Like, they were they <laughs> were like, holy shit, track <laughs> of the so year. so innovative. Yeah, yeah, track of the year. <clears throat> These guys are so innovative. I can't believe they pushed the These motherfuckers the developed this
0: way. sliced bread.
2: Yeah. Track <laughs> yeah. of the
1: year? <laughs> something Bro, that's like a good
2: that. i seen but something. That ain't track of yeah, the year. but and I got to thinking I'm like Polaris would like a word even though I love this track like <laughs> my hot take is that they didn't push the envelope any more than a band like uh North Lane or name some other bands that have done some electronics in their shit bad omens sleep token which maybe we would have expected it out of bad omens a little bit more than we would have uh, make them suffer it, but using like the guitar and shit in there yeah but maybe not as much as like musically I guess the amount of it yeah, in this song.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of some other bands that would have that kind of like. Now, I will say the silent playing the song surprised me, but it didn't make me go, "Oh my god, they just invented a new genre." Yeah, and like, that's what
2: when I was scrolling through Twitter, <laughs> like this is the not that exact statement, but I was seeing shit like that, and I'm like, "Dude, I love the song," but oh I, man. I don't, I'm not, I don't see it.
1: Do you think that's a standards thing? Do you think that? some metal fans like over the past couple years have just created such low standards or low expectations that something like that's like mind boggling to them?
2: I just I can't wrap my head around I fully understand it was different and it was different for Silent Planet 100% agree but I can't wrap my head around it was this oh my god they broke through fucking I don't think
0: they did anything so different from what's what's going on in the scene right now period yeah i think it is more of the same of what we've been hearing from some of these other bands i mean you have you know like bad omens was was doing shit similar they did to, some synthy ass shit on that you last know, record synth and heavy stuff mixed in together um
1: Motionless. I don't done it on the last two records.
0: Right, so I don't think Silent Planet done anything Sounded like a fart. So, so far out there that you can say, oh, they done this grand new thing, yeah. and they're yeah. they're you know reshaping the scene. Look, the only thing, and I I mentioned this to you uh, mm-hmm. when we was heading to play golf the other day. Um, I don't think it's any different than what's going on in the scene right now. I just think they've done it better.
2: Yeah, they did yeah, it. Maybe they it just, did it very fucking well. Yeah, maybe I love that track.
1: Maybe it just stood out more to people. I, I'm, I, I, don't. I'm not gonna, you know, run people into the dirt for thinking that it's, you know, super innovative or anything. But maybe it's just. Of course, that. it's just
2: our opinion too. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe it's just that it's that high quality of a song that it landed. It, yeah, it yeah. buttered that landing yeah. for a lot of people yeah. or the kind of synth electronic combo with the metalcore roots. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I see. It you're just could have been that they finally landed the plane for some people.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I um I also mentioned to Preston, uh, in that same conversation, that I, l- I I really I really like the song. I don't like it for them. Because, okay. because I disagree. Because that that's not the silent planet that you know and love. That I know and love yeah. now. We've had this conversation about bands changing their style and things like that. Do I disagree with the direction they're heading? No, it's a it's a bomb ass fucking song. I can't (laughs) I can't fucking disagree with a bro if you didn't know this isn't the same thing that you put out before,
1: but like it's still amazing, but fuck you for changing. So like if you if you didn't know that it was Silent Planet, you might have a better appreciation for it, maybe?
0: I think I have a pretty high appreciation for it, even even still. The thing, Ooh, the got, thing about think, it is is just that I think they, not that they sold out, but they they seen this trend of what was popular in the scene, and they were like, "Here, hold my beer. I we can do I, it better. We can yeah. do it better, and it's going to catapult us forward." Which, hey, it's probably as going businessmen to, it's like trap, that's. Is,
2: it's a fucking trap. That
0: was a good fucking move. You got Twitter and social media blowing up, Talking saying that you. you are the the fucking greatest thing since fucking peanut butter and jelly, bro. Oh. And that is, uh PB and J, baby. Guess what good. I had for lunch hey, today. Hey, our fucking group chat was blowing up about some
1: PB and J the other day, hey, bro. You got, you got hey, me on go. that shit. Dog. You, put, you, but, uh, you put
2: the jelly on ladies, at, <laughs> as long as they ain't fat in the dress. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that i <laughs> i don't want to
0: see jelly in the
2: dress rest in peace donnie baker if donnie y'all baker. know if y'all know the comedian donnie baker yeah. rest in peace man. donnie baker um so as you were talking just now i got to thinking and i i know that you're not upset on people i know that you're not upset with the song but I feel like you're kind of, damn. I like it, but it's I wanted Silent Fucking Planet. So and I not think, EDM Planet. I, I'm gonna shut
0: up for a second. Let you finish.
2: I think I maybe know why. Why? Because the last album flopped to us.
0: Oh man. So
2: there's been that gap, and you just been it waiting. Was, it was for disappointing
0: to me. Yep. Um. <clears throat> let me. I I gotta pull up their their discography real quick. You um, just gave
1: me a fan fucking tastic topic. Sweet,
2: this is what we do when we riff it, boys and girls. Hey, half of this is due All to right. High West Bourbon. So <laughs> shout out to so Heaven's Door.
0: Uh, the first album I had, the earliest album I have on here is uh, "The Night God Slept," and I really enjoyed that. But what really got me into him was "Everything Was Sound."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and the song Panic
1: Room.
2: Yep. God, that fucking
1: yep. song. Panic Room's incredible.
3: no, oh, no, this is real.
2: yes. Yep. The fucking aggression and just... Bro, that was 2016. Dude, I could fucking literally... College, I could
0: literally murder people to that. FBI's listening. Hmm. You should probably keep an eye on me when that song's on. But, um... Then uh, the next album,
2: When the End, when the end Began, began was, was really good as well.
0: Yep. But this... Uh, Iridescent. Iridescent was like,
2: eh. I have one song I loaded off the album. <laughs> I don't know that it was garbage. It just, for it me, didn't and land. I think it didn't land. Yeah. It
0: didn't land with us. Yep. You could tell they were changing up their sound. And that's, that's you know, some, there is something to be said there where they they started changing up their sound... Uh, maybe trying to trying to develop with the scene or whatever it was that didn't land, and then they're like, "Okay, maybe we recognize that it didn't land as well as we wanted it to. Let's kind of let's kind of dial it in a little bit more and and start fresh." And then they come out with this song, Anything and um, it's it's obviously it's jam, doing what dude. they want it to do. A it's a jam a great song it
2: is heavy but i want a little right bit more of
0: mm-hmm. og silent yeah. planet because it does not like yeah. i can i can tell it's them but it doesn't feel like them
2: and, and to me it kind of feels like that song even though it is very different for them but it for some reason the song feels short and i don't know the length of it it also feels like it's kind of a preview song
1: we talk about that we've talked about that for years it's like uh, uh, uh my understanding's yeah. Of my and Men. Yeah. The flood. That's yeah. like a it's like a,
2: a build up song almost. And I don't think this is that short of a song, but like musically, because they don't go crazy in it. It's very structured. It's very you kind of have an idea of what's coming. It feels like here's some shit for you. You're going to love it, but we're going to stop it right here at this point.
1: I have a fantastic topic that it's so related. Anything else to add to
2: about
0: Silent I'll Planet? I'll let you guys finish this conversation. I don't, I don't have much else to add about Silent Planet. I'm, I'm glad we brought it up and I'm glad that they're getting the recognition. Um, when I seen them live years ago uh, with Currents, they held their fucking own against Currents. That's impressive. And Oh, we get to see them again in a couple oh, months. Dude, Let's fucking go. That show was fucking wild. Scullies is where it was oh really and nice. if you've been there it's a pretty decent sized venue and it was packed nuts to butts in that motherfucker that's awesome and um i mean the whole fucking place was bouncing when when silent planet you know was what going, and i think when about it and going, i
2: understand that currents this will take us down a rabbit hole that i frankly i don't want to go down right now <laughs> but
0: uh huh. <laughs> the what? Don't fucking talk not about really it. Really quick.
2: <laughs> we talk currents. We all love currents. Facts. Um, they have some ambient, atmospheric Ooh, pieces in their music. They do. That is Silent Planet and Currents together. That that's I can a see why bill. that's a. It was a. It was, a, a, it was a fantastic bill. The only yeah, thing I build.
0: hated was that Grey haven was on that bill too, and you didn't get. And know. I didn't. we, we showed up a little too late.
1: Damn. That's weird. Oh, yeah, it, not it would really. have. It was. Greyhaven have brings a bro. shit ton of energy. That'd be a great way to open bro. a show. If you think of the way Greyhaven is they're insane. They live, bro.
0: The vocalists for Greyhaven really matches up pretty well yep. with the vocalists yep. for uh, Silent, Silent Planet. Planet. Yep. Yep. Dude, I think they have a similar feel.
1: Bro, keep boundaries and moths on the same bill forever. Like, <laughs> you guys are not allowed to tour without each other ever again. So. You get your, you got <clears throat> all yeah. The shout out. out,
2: Silent Planet, man. That's yeah, one that's hell a of a track. Song, man. I'm not, killer I'm not track. here to talk shit about y'all. I just Fuck didn't man. agree with what the the sentiment that was out there. Like, I get that it was a different track, but it didn't change the fucking world. Like, so. And I love the track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. world
0: hunger still exists. <laughs> oh, so.
2: sure. It
1: does. It do be existing. There are third world countries out there. Um, y'all ready for? I'm gonna put you let's, on the spot. Let's a do bit. it. Yeah. You you brought up a great point that made me think of something. What album from a band you love flopped the most and disappointed you the most? Like an album that you were so juiced up for because it was new music from your favorite one of your favorite bands and it just absolutely flopped and crushed your soul. If you can if you need to take some time to look, I know mine or one of mine and I can go ahead and run through that. Go, go ahead, go I just ahead. need to look up Preston, the uh, album ahead.
0: title. Yeah,
2: go ahead, I, I have a couple. Alright, so the...
1: Uh, the one that, when, I, when when this topic came to my mind just five minutes ago, the, the band that came to mind immediately, an album that came to mind immediately, was uh, a band that literally shaped, my, shaped me musically. When I think of my Mount Rushmore of metal bands that literally shaped my music, one of the one of one of those bands that will always be on it is Bullet for My Valentine, and they they had dropped Venom in 2015, and it was felt like they were almost leaning kind of hardcore with some of the stuff that they were doing, but it was super heavy, it was super dark, it was super aggressive. Super the production,
2: per, it was super clear. I remember. Yeah, the production
1: yeah. was really good. It was a gnarly ass album, and that followed up the uh, Temper Temper, which was incredible. So they had never had a miss before Venom. And then in 2018, they dropped Gravity, mm. the one with the butterfly wings yeah. on it. And I was so, so disappointed. It, it absolutely fell as hard on its face as an album could possibly fall on its face for me. They really went with the 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 shift in sound, similar to what All the Remains did with uh, what the fuck's that one album? I mean, you, you oh, am I giving you your shit it. away? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's but, one of
2: them. I have a but couple in mind.
1: It was they they did this big shift in sound and they went the opposite direction of what they had done Let's since so can... since 2005, and it really um it really disappointed me, and you you know you almost feel like a like a a sadness when when one of your favorite bands of all time does something like that you're so let down you're so ugh. and that that one for me was the first one that came to mind
2: well and do you remember at the time I do not but do you remember if we were like heavily anticipating that release
1: <sighs> do you remember how hardcore we were into venom
2: yeah we both sat in your truck for hours on end i bought that record to... like the physical yeah. copy
1: of that cd because i yep. wanted it so bad yep and yeah we were in my truck over and over listening yep. to that record so it was like you were you were on this huge high from venom and then they kind of pretty quickly i mean just a couple of years later announced a new one and i thought that venom had great longevity i think it still does i still listen to some songs off that record um I don't remember being as hyped for that as I was for Venom, but I do remember the absolute letdown mm-hmm. that I felt when it came out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they redeemed themselves about a half a half with the newest one, but it's still not old bullet, and that's and again, you know, changing your sound, growing, all that stuff. I get it, but at least with the new record, they went back to metalcore.
2: Yeah yeah
1: they went back to being a heavy band again so that was that was one of mine i'm sure i can come up with that's, another one, that's but.
2: what i'm thinking. i have one one off the top of my head go ahead so i've talked about on this show um there's a certain few bands that mean uh, a ton to me and one of them that i've mentioned as time has went on is all that remains mm-hmm. uh they were my Metallica after I got out of Metallica. Mm-hmm. For some reason, something the way Ollie did his thing and just the band as a whole.
0: Oh, well, he was pretty dope. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, just he's the real deal. So, yeah, he was. of course, you have the fall of ideals and fear for we are or not for we are many overcome that me and Kyler both loved. And then you have for we are many that we absolutely loved as well. And then. In 2012, so that would have been our junior year of high school. Y- well,
1: yep. yep. Depend- we started,
2: yeah. What, well, whatever. Yeah. Junior senior, senior year. year. Yep. They dropped a war you cannot win, and it just flopped, man. For me, at least,
1: it was that was like a half flop for me because they had a couple that were decent. Yeah, it there's was the a couple album, one here. It but, was the uh, album after that for me.
2: Yeah, but uh, dude. No. I was so used to every no. song on an All That Remains album being bad as hell. Yeah, what's the white, cream-colored album with the... So Well, The Order of Things was after. It was okay. And The Order of Things has good. some jams on it. It was good. And then that was like the dagger madness. Oh, God. That album was fucking horrible, was dude. was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was the that dagger. That was almost...
1: Un- that, dude,
2: is that their newest album? Nope. Nope. <clears throat> Yeah, Victim one? of the New Disease.
1: That's right. Well, that one's not any good either. Nope.
2: Nope. Yeah. That so, was, yeah, that's one I I thought of off the top of my head. I have a couple that are, like, here, but I can't think of exactly what they are. I mean, so. I can
1: think of, like, disappointing albums, but they have existential, or the, not existential, uh, extenuating circumstances. So, yeah. you're going to fight me on this, but Restoring Force? Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be different because Austin Carlyle wasn't with him anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I know this isn't going to be what it has been because Carlisle isn't there anymore. So I didn't have huge expectations for it, but it was still not a great album for me. Yeah. And then like Kyle Pavone from Came as Romans when he passed, like, I am like, okay, I know it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So I feel like certain, I'm kind of excluding stuff like that where a member dies, a member moves on. It's the same core band and they, they, Come out with something that just completely just crushes your fucking spirit.
0: I was actually listening to Of Mice and Men, their first album today.
1: It's incredible. The self title makes me so happy. Absolutely incredible. Seven thousand miles for what, bro? Second and Sebring. Second and Sebring. Ydg. That song. Forget about it. Second and
0: Sebring is
1: one of the most the uh, best songs uh, ever. Tommy Clayton, is that what it's called? Ballad of
2: Tommy Clayton? Something like that, yep.
1: Yeah, forget about it. That album's a no-skip.
2: I have two more albums. Excuse me. Let's hear it. So, I've trashed them on this show. Avenge Sevenfold. No. Oh. Okay. I prevail. You've trashed Amity Affliction. Oh, God. Yeah, that's
1: true. Oh, bro, that's a great one. Time and place. They had three albums that
2: were loved, Amity. Yeah. So, of course, Let the Ocean Take Me, that album, absolutely loved. Chasing Ghosts. This Ghost. could be heart, Heartbreak after that album, absolutely loved. Then they dropped Misery.
1: Chasing Ghost was the first in those three albums, wasn't it? Uh,
2: Yep. yep you had good... Young Bloods okay. before yep. that, but I don't know that we had got into yeah, that Yeah, Chasing Ghosts was really good. But they had dropped Misery and it just flopped. The songs weren't as good. There's there like 12 songs on that record? uh misery's got 12 songs yeah. yeah and every one of
1: them sounded the same
2: and then that's when they went to the point where every one of them sounded the same and then they dropped this newest album and it is just as fucking bad that's and they tried to get heavier oh bro hey uh parkway i was getting ready. Right, that's oh my, my bad one. my bad parkway parkway dropped uh reverence i think it was what it's called
1: it was right at the album after ire
2: yeah it was reverence uh, 2018.
1: Y'all know how I feel about them. Yeah, I know how you feel about them. But that one was a big letdown. But it still wasn't as bad as the newest one.
2: No, I. You know I haven't got a ton into the newest one, so maybe. Oh, I, it's. I it's need enough. to give it a fair shot. But Winston tried his hand at singing. Oh shit! I do think Never I gave
0: mind. them I do think Come I on, gave them a little unfair level of of hatred. Not
1: as unfair when as my I level uh, of hatred for Sleep Token. When I. Uh, We've already covered it. We're not going back. <laughs> but but uh,
2: Dan's sitting there watch. Going to be watching this episode. Yeah. laughing his ass off. Yeah, yeah, so he knows what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> but no, I, uh, I I shit on Parkway Drive. Maybe a little too hard. They're not that bad. It's it's just I've heard about them from so many people, and so many people talked them up like they were so amazing. And I listened to it. I was like, this is not fucking amazing. There's <laughs> so much better shit out there, but you know they one not that bad but it's one of those, continue with you had to you there. just had to be there
1: point. Yep. Y- yeah yeah when go, it was fresh hindsight it's like yeah you do that a lot you come into a lot of bands kind of late you
0: do, well right. that's because i didn't you do you weren't
1: a metalcore guy before, i wasn't a metalcore
0: yeah. guy before like i had i had heard i had been exposed to certain things like especially when i first started jamal with scotty i've mentioned on the show multiple times like he was showing me bullet. He was showing me kill switch. He was showing me all that remains, those kind of things, and I, I really enjoyed them. But it it wasn't uh, stuff that I I really enjoyed listening to on a regular basis back then. Like my favorite band was Smile Empty Soul. Like I was listening to rock, hard rock, alternative rock. That like was the shit soul, that real? that was the shit that I was listening to on the regular. The metalcore and and metal and hardcore and stuff like that was shit that was just kind of sprinkled in you know maybe like once a week i'd listen to something a little extra heavy or something
1: Mm -hmm. so tyler what is can you think of an album from a band that you oh
0: the the first one i came up with was thrice i knew it look i I feel like you have talked about this a little bit very very little was it
2: the last album or the (laughs) album before that flopped for you
0: the the last album so uh horizons uh slash east yeah um they they dropped scavengers and robot soft exorcism mm-hmm. and both songs were good but they didn't blow me away and so i had concerns even just off of those i'm like if those are your singles mm-hmm. i'm a little worried about the rest of the album those
1: singles <clears throat> set the tone for the
0: record right Always. it's like be- because you know they're dropping some of their best off the album
1: mm-hmm. At least one of their best.
0: Right. And then, you know, the rest of the album drops, and there's really only three songs on the album I like, and it's Scavengers, Robot, Soft Exorcism, and Still Life, baby. Still Life was a fucking jam. But, like, the three songs are not enough to say that it's a good album. Yeah. And what disappointed me so deeply about it is prior to that album, there was not a single Thrice song I did not love. I'm talking love. I love everything that they had released prior. They would drop these little singles. uh, So after... um, Fuck, what was that album? To Be Everywhere is To Be Nowhere. After that album, they started dropping these like random little... uh, like singles and you know a couple songs singles here and there in between releases and even those are fucking amazing and then they drop this and i'm like this is not so great but then they dropped a couple singles kind of along the same lines of, of this and all of those are bangers yeah but i'm like why is this album just not hitting And and musically it's all very sound. It's very creative. It's very, you know, music theory driven. I was going to say, like, it sounded
2: like they jumped out of a little bit of their own box on this that record.
0: They did. And that's okay, man. You got like fucking eight banger yeah. ass albums. You're allowed to have one that right. you, you just do what you want on. Like you're allowed to. But like it just didn't, I didn't yeah. love it.
2: And we were heavily anticipating that album. <clears throat> I was, I was yeah.
0: so excited, so fucking excited because the, the two releases prior
1: to that just,
2: I loved them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's always tough. That would be like if Polaris dropped a Ugh. bad song or something that that's what Ugh. I feel like, you know, what Tyler felt with I mean, I feel like that's Polaris exactly is what it thrice, was. you know? Yeah. So it's imagine,
0: tough. imagine Polaris dropping an album. You know, like a ten song album where only like three like this album songs right now
2: this album right now that we're super fucking stoked for and we've heard two of the songs. We haven't talked about Nightmare. Haven't talked about Nightmare yet. Um <laughs> we've heard two of them and then the rest of the album just
1: <clears throat> uh,
2: it would I, kill I me would, inside. I would I would die it a little would bit kill inside. Me inside. I would die a lot I would of rather inside. get
1: kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah i'd rather be fat in the dress Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but that that's dude that's kind of the good point it's like hey don't be fat in the dress or you're gonna disappoint so
2: well and that's a point that
1: i feel like every metalhead out there probably can think of a band that has an album like that that you know the band meant so much to them and then they had one that dropped and they're like oh yep, man i was so excited for this
2: day seeker Oh, oh man yeah. sleep talk is fucking incredible dude yeah that wow, album the newest was album amazing. they do
1: have one song that i like on it uh
2: without me crying while you're dancing neon grave no 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 dream state nope those are all the ones the i will I say it. it's got the, the songs, girl on it it's got the girl on it. the girl does vocals quicksand
0: on no i will say some um, of those songs got Afterglow? stuck in my head so they were
1: catchy enough to starving to be empty
2: that's on Sleep Talk.
1: Oh, that's why I like it then. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even fucking listened to anything off the new record then. Because you told me it was shit, so I didn't even, I didn't even give it even any- give.
2: I have a couple downloaded that are good, but I played them three times and got sick of them.
0: Yeah. Speaking of shit, how about that um, <laughs> the Mice and Men song? Oh,
3: God. Ah.
2: <clears throat> I don't think it's
0: shit. Well, we, I think someone mentioned... I, Kyler, I think it was you that mentioned it. It was maybe on the show or in private conversation where you had seen a tweet or something. Oh, that they were coming with some new shit. And they said something like, if you liked
1: Restoring Force. No, that's yes. what I had seen. I seen that yeah. on Twitter. No, I okay. sent it in the chat, and I said, oh, you guys are going to love this.
2: Yeah, no, Aaron had Aaron Polly, I believe is his name. He's in Jamie's Elsewhere the other band that I just sent last week. Okay. Um, Bro, he had posted on Twitter, if you something along the lines of, if you guys liked Restoring Force, you're going to absolutely love this album. So I can see,
0: based on the sound and the feel this of is this. is a good time for me to take a piss, because I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I love that you were so close to my face. You're welcome. Um... <laughs> Like I can see where he got that from because the sound it's and the got a feel. a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. It feels a little bit like that restoring force. Mm-hmm. But I really liked restoring force. I thought uh-huh. that the music was creative still. I thought that the the riffage was still each there. The song was
2: different from each, each other. The song enough.
0: was different enough. Yep. Um there was still a, a great vocal performance mm-hmm. in it, regardless. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, Kyler doesn't like that uh austin carlisle wasn't in there but uh i i still think they they had a a really good uh, vocal performance throughout that album that's the album that helped teach me to scream Uh, i felt the screams were really good the clean vocals were really good Mm -hmm. um but this new song is just not on that level
2: yeah i feel like you had said i i feel it's similar And I didn't think it was a bad song when I listened to it, but I guess the biggest, uh, the way I, yeah, I mean, I guess the best way to describe this song is I literally sat in my seat of my car like this, and I was like, "Yeah, sounds like last last couple albums." It's a song, like, and that's like, (laughs) that's kind of me calling them out, like, (laughs) "This is man again."
0: And I think, so something I I thought of a little bit ago as as we were discussing, you know, albums that disappointed is I think at at a certain level, you know, bands tend to have a really good, like, first couple of albums, first few albums are really good, and then they kind of die off. And, And I think that's really common, to be honest. And I think what it is when you're a struggling musician struggling to get started and that passion is so present because if it wasn't present, you wouldn't be fucking going through the struggles that you go through to get started as a band and start touring and living in a fucking van, sleeping in a van, Mm -hmm. like all this kind of shit that you deal with as a musician. I haven't experienced it, but, um, you know we all know what they they go through once you kind of i guess quote unquote make it i feel like a lot of that pain goes away and a lot of that they're shit you're just, they're just <clears throat> writing songs and and you're you're trying to write songs and that pain is the 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 shit that you used to write about that used to have meaning you're not experiencing that shit anymore so it's really hard mm-hmm to, to write these songs almost in a vacuum. Right. And I think, uh, one, one great, um, I'm going to bring it to corn. So our old boss, Todd, Mm -hmm. um, talked about corn a lot. He was a huge fan and he was, he was telling us about, um, or at least telling me about there's, there's a particular song and he was telling me about the struggles that, uh, Fuck, what's the singer's name? Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. Davis. That's right. Yep. Um, some of the struggles that he was going through in life uh, with, with dealing with the band, alcoholism, and and all this different shit. And in one of his songs, he talks about how hard it is to get over these things when every night people are cheering on your pain. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. that's that's fucking real. Like, a lot of the songs, and, and it kind of goes back to the topic we had where there's not enough positivity in metal. Well, well really, we're all looking for this certain style of writing where it's kind of helping us get through our mental turmoil. Yeah, I mean, it's but let me
2: get through my bullshit man. but
0: but in in asking that of artists you're asking these artists to live their turmoil yeah. night after night after oh. night in front of thousands of people that are cheering on their pain mm-hmm. and when some of that pain is gone what do you have left to write about
2: I'm glad you brought that up. <coughs> Lyrically,
1: awesome. I would agree. Musically, I don't I don't. Because I would say even musically though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead you though. Got, you got to be you got to be in pain and depressed to write an original riff.
0: I think I think the inspiration has to be there and I think a lot of uh a lot of people source their inspiration from the pain at least in metal, because it's so aggressive, because, you know, just the the feel and the emotional appeal of it is often based around pain, anger, Mm -hmm. you know, all these negative feelings. And so when a lot of those negative feelings disappear, what inspiration do you now have to write with? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Of Mice and Men... Last few albums, like, I know you don't like Restoring Force that much, but even there, musically, it was still good. It's still, like, when I listen to Restoring Force, I still hear the Of Mice and Men from the first couple of albums. Okay. Musically. The riffage is there, you know, just the way the songs are put together is still there. Um after that like the the few albums after that it's just like musically it's just blah it's like there's no emotion to it yeah
2: like you've heard it all before you you can you
0: can tell it's like they they lack inspiration to to write the way they did before
1: what you're saying is somebody grandma need to die
2: (laughs) damn Damn! Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: Maybe not, but you know if if so that's like, what noob it takes. Noob from fucking Rick and Morty.
3: God damn!
1: <laughs> Thanks, Noob Noob. <laughs> Fuck, I love Noob Noob. <laughs> He'll leave it to me to take us down a fucking adult cartoon rabbit hole. No,
2: I think I, that's a really good point that you make, and I I, I don't think I have put that into perspective before. Um, put it out into the ether. Because because yeah. think
0: about it, you you. I mean, bringing it back to Jonathan Davis, he was dealing with a lot of Mm -hmm. of tough shit, and you know, I've I've listened to a few brief uh, sections of interviews where he's talking about, um, you know, being on tour, but you have kids at home, you have, you know, wife at home, family at home, and there's serious issues going on in that that world. And then you're on the road dealing, you can't address that you're on the road dealing with your own, uh, substance abuse, mental trauma, all this shit. And, and how do you get over that stuff when every night people are asking you to relive it? And then when you're trying to get over that stuff and you, you finally do, and now you don't have that old inspiration you once had to write the music that you once did, how do you continue writing music that your your audience wants to hear?
1: Yeah. I think that, and, and it kind of goes back to what we've always said about how metal, in our opinion, requires more skill, talent, whatever you want to call it, to create this type of music and inspiration you can tie into that too right mm-hmm. um you know anybody can talk about my truck broke down my girlfriend left me and my dog died or with three chords yeah or i'm 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 riding through the hood doing drive-bys or what is whatever anybody could do that you know to have the balls um uh, to write about your real life shit that you've gone through or going through whatever man that takes that takes some testicular fortitude yeah and um, I, I i
2: think of it as a musician myself i play guitar every day um well try to not always is that the case but really really try to and there's definitely days Other days that I'm way more inspired than this day. And I'm trying to put that into perspective in a situation like that where it's how when you've gotten to a certain level and you do this thing every night and people are getting high off you spewing out your pain, like, where do you continually find inspiration? Like, what continually makes your brain tick and want to go?
1: yeah god i wish sean was sitting here right now
2: yeah that'd be a great question a great guy to ask that question
1: um because tyler you've talked about on the show before there's times where sean has kind of like ran out of juice right Mm -hmm. inspiration wise when it comes to writing lyrics um man you can only talk about the same shit so many times and sean's never going to sit down and write the same song over and over again
2: he's too picky huh it's too picky it's not even that he's too picky
1: he's just too good of a songwriter, too. Oh, he's
2: definitely too picky.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure he is, but... He's, he's very also,
2: serious about it. And he's I know also it, like... damn
1: good at it, and he's not just going to sit there and be like, yeah, I'll t- we'll do this again and just rework it. You know what I mean? So, I feel like a lot of bands just kind of run their course. As, And I, I, you, the listeners out there will think I'm fucking nuts, and that's fine, but I think of my men have ran their course.
0: I would agree with that. I think they're done. Yeah. I think yeah. they're done,
1: or they need to be done, or they need to split up and they, you know, go do their own thing somewhere else um, with other guys because you
2: know, you and if, can get if they're having fun together, together as that's a band, that's great. all that matters. Yeah, yeah.
1: But for me, I'm they've ran their course with me. Yeah. Um, I just, and and so I didn't like restoring force, but I did like the or is it earth and sky. Is that what it's called? Earth and Sky's yeah, got I, a couple I, good I, I did like that yeah. one. Yeah. I, I, I like that one better than I did Restoring Force because I think dude finally found his... Because I disagree with you wholeheartedly that Restoring Force was good vocally. I think Earth and Sky was better vocally because I think he had found his way of, hey, it's just me now. I know what I'm doing now. I know where I want to be. Um, and he did it to a much better level. I think you liked Restoring Force specifically because it was more Rift. It was... You know, because you loving hardcore, this just it doesn't have to sound pristine and defined and uh, perfect to sound good to you. Whereas me, you know, who doesn't really like hardcore that much, I want you to know where the fuck you want to be vocally. Don't like, don't come out there sound sounding like you're just kind of testing the waters and seeing if this works or not. Know know where you want to be, and I thought that Earth and Sky that they did that much better. Then restoring force, but then it was like that was kind of the the pinnacle of this lineup for me. It was like okay, well, mm-hmm. this is what they are. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. this is what they are, and people still love them. They're still a very popular band. Like when they were announcing this new song, there were so many people that were juiced up about it. I got into a dude and an argument with a dude. Got into a dude what. <laughs> <Got> into, <laughs> got into Did he look arc. fat in the draft? Call, call me Tyler Childers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, There's uh, the comedic relief, people. You might have waited a little motherfucker, bit. Motherfucker went it from came. Lady
1: May to probably gay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, you know, I, I got into an argument with a dude on Twitter that was like, oh, you're, that's a fucking... He, his name's fucking Metalcore Clown Boy. So hey, he's cool.
2: He's got some cool-ass tweets.
1: He's got some shit takes, though. We so, all do. I, right, but he's kind of a dick about it if you don't agree with his point. So. I guess I haven't noticed that. Yeah, uh, well. But anyways, so he's Canadian. I can't expect much. <laughs> I'm Fair kidding. Enough. I'm kidding. But um, he was like, oh, I said something about... Unfortunately, I don't feel that they've been the same since Carlisle left the band. And he was like, L, that's a bad take, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's 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 a take. It doesn't mean it's a bad take. Yeah. And, but there were so many people that were so juiced up about it. I'm like, that's fine. But if you you almost have to view them as two different bands, like with Carlisle after Car- Carlisle, because it was completely different music. Now, you said musically that Restoring Force was as close to... Uh, self-titled and in the flood as anything beyond that. And I would agree, but that was kind of like a transition album.
2: It was, right. it was.
1: So, you so yeah, know, I would I say it. it's almost like two it's, different bands. It's
0: not, it's not a bad take at all. And, and, and if you're really listening to the music and the song and, and not just kind of fanboying over the band itself, you'll realize that that new song they put out, They didn't do fucking anything spectacular. Nothing about that song was spectacular. I literally heard it and I was like, "Well, yeah, that's a that's a song. I've heard that song." (laughs) Well, and that's
2: where I I I, it kind of hit me where we think about of mice and men and how much they mean to all of us, particularly your situation because of it got you into you know whatever else it
0: it, that. So Restoring Force to me was the album that made me a metalcore fan. Yeah. And it was the song uh Another, Another You, you yeah. oh, that oh, I heard. Yeah. Sean actually boom, boom, sent it boom. to me and I heard it and I was like, it it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And through that song, I was able to gain appreciation. For other songs of theirs. Mm -hmm. And I started listening through that album. And I was like. Fuck I love this shit. And that's when I started diving into similar artists. That's when I started. You know. Kind of going down a rabbit hole there. Going into some of their older stuff. And when I got hooked up with you guys. Really shortly after. Mm -hmm. uh, It was probably six months after. I really discovered that. That album that I started hanging out with you guys. And. That's when I really started to get into their old older stuff because you guys were really into it. And then you guys really started showing me other stuff that was very similar to it. But that album to me is what got me into Metalcore. That song or that album is what taught me screams at a time when I really didn't listen to a lot of music that had a lot of screams in it. For me to really get much context around how the fuck do I do this thing that I now have to do because Sean's needing me to do it.
2: And that's where I, I think the gist of this conversation is, at the end of the day, it comes down to to us, they don't write as good of songs anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. The, songs, we also aren't are, the songs on that album are fucking awesome. The songs on the previous album are, fu- I mean, song after song after song after song. After we also man.
1: have, and I've said it before, we have very high expectations.
2: We do. I mean, we're picky. We're picky.
1: Yeah, we have very... So, to Johnny Metalhead out there that doesn't, you know...
2: He probably loves it.
1: Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah. that's great. There's nothing wrong with it, but... Hell no. You know, to, to a lot of people that maybe don't dissect music on a on a super high level that aren't as picky, or that causes them to not be as picky... Yeah, if you can bob your head to it and vibe along with it, yeah, you probably really like it. And that's fine. But if I've heard the same fucking basic, you know, generalization of the song more than once, it's not going to suck me in. Like, that we talked about, that's why I loved that Antimatter song so much. Because it was just different it for them. It was different. It was like, man, mm-hmm. yep, yep,
2: yep, that. But it that's had cool. elements of what, what I know love. and love.
1: Yep. I
0: yep. know you haven't heard, have you listened to the song yet? Which one? The Of Mice and Men song.
1: Yes. You did listen oh, to it. Oh, you ended
2: up listening to it? I, I know. I it know wasn't bad.
1: No, it's not bad. No. It's no, not it's a, it's not a it's terrible good. song. dude. I, none of their stuff is bad. It's yeah. just okay.
2: Yes. And that's I don't the, that's
1: want the to problem. listen to average raise. music. That's problem. I rate. do not. I'm backing away from I the mic because I'm getting loud. I, I don't want to fucking listen to average music, I bro. I love that. Fuck there are yes. so many average ass bands out there, and I'm sorry, I don't want to fucking listen to it. You can call me a metal elitist, you can call me a gatekeeper, whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I don't want to fucking listen to Beartooth. I don't want to listen to I Prevail or fucking. I'm sorry, I'm not saying it's bad music. I just don't want to listen to the same fucking song over and over and over again. And that's what I feel like so many of these popular bands do, and I get heated about it because people shit on me because you're a fucking gatekeeper metal elite. No! I just dissect music on a higher level because that's what I do. I've done my whole fucking life. And I appreciate more high level, intricate, creative, and original music.
2: I guess I guess somebody that may be listening could come back at you with the last As I Lay Dying song.
1: The last As I Lay Dying, S- er, Dying song.
2: Album. Album. Seventy percent of the songs sounded the exact same. And that's why I could not get I liked the album, but it wasn't this 10 out of 10 album for me. Well,
1: I can tell you right now it's not Shadows Are mm-hmm. Security, it's not An right, Ocean right, Between Us. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a great it was a
2: good album. I, I don't know if I'd say great. It was a pretty damn good album. I would say that 70% of it sounded like
1: As I Lay Dying. Yeah. It doesn't sound like
2: Yeah. Ooh, the this, same exact this radio is whole, core over yeah. and over. No, and, and, and I'm one. not saying that. Yeah. This, this is a good one. But I'm just thinking of what people may say or think. So you know, no,
1: that's fine. I, I'm yeah. all for a counter argument. That's that's great. But I, you know, as I lay like dying has always been this, um,
2: your perfect metalcore. Yeah, band. this
1: perfect. Like when I think of the term metalcore, that's what I it's think. That. of. it's yeah. them. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. So you know, yes, they that album, and of course, that's the first album since Tim was out of prison and all yep. of that. So for them to put together that solid of a record while sticking to their formula mm-hmm. i'm
0: sure he had a lot of pain in prison to write about so
1: <laughs> shaped by fire bro yep shaped by fire my um, own grave yeah dude i mean that's the the lyrics that's the thing i will say i think lyrically shaped by fire is probably their best record lyrically
2: i'd have to go back you'd and have listen. to really go yep. back and, and yep. listen to it
1: but yeah, I, I mean, there are some, some gatekeeper. There are some incredible songs on that record that are well, like, and,
2: and I think we're about to move into another piece. But we talked about the Currents record, and I think I'm coming to a little bit of a, a little bit of a realization. Currents record's really good. The most recent one, yeah. But I kind of compare it to that last As I Lay Dying song where I listened to the record for a week. Here's the formula, and I'm stick like, to it.
1: sure. I would. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, here's the formula. Stick to it. New material. Yep. I think the
0: the the difference might be that a band like Currents, a band like and and I don't have a ton of context around As I Lay Dying. When I went back through their discography, I stopped at Shadows Are Security, which was ugh. Oh, Oh, Lord, Jesus. That was if only you, like two albums in, so, will <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, look, it wasn't that long of a day on the road, so I <laughs> didn't get to make it all the way through. Oh, my God, an ocean between and us. And um, I got four albums to go, and I, I, I never went back to it, so I'm going to have to go back and, and continue my journey through their discography. Yeah. But, you know, some of those bands... You know, I, I, I think we do talk a little bit and of I shit, sometimes unfairly, about bands. Oh, that we it's do. like we've the same it. song yeah. over and over, but for some bands, that's kind of what what we ask for, because with Currents, we've talked about it where, like, if I listen to a Currents album all the way through, I want it to be a non-stop, non-stop rage. Onslaught. Yep. I want, I by by the end of it, I want to be in prison. Yes. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I, like, that's, I try to—that's what I expect from that. Each song has its own different elements, and and
1: seeing and that's where if I'll you argue really listen you. to
0: it, if you really listen to it, you can tell the difference between the songs. However, I will say the if I'm theme. listening to Currents albums while I'm on the road and I'm not listening with intent, I will catch myself three together. songs later like fuck I, I i don't even know how many songs that yeah. i'm in um like they do tend to blend together but if you listen with intent you can actually pick it out so i think i think that might be the difference there um that's, maybe we are a little bit unfair to to some of these
1: bands that do that uh but that's where i'd argue with you preston because mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of the album was kind of, fa- you know, it was, was following that same formula as their previous re- the, their previous albums, but go find me a song like Over and Over on a previous one.
2: Better Days is pretty similar to Over and mm, Over. Yeah. It's pretty damn similar.
1: It's close. it's close. I don't think it's quite as emotional. Uh, well, I
2: mean, So Alone's like the most... of most emotional song on that album. Right,
1: but it's the thing I love about so alone is it's this super emotional lyric, but it's like this crazy heavy song the whole way through. Yeah, the chorus is kind of, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean it just felt like the 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 whole theme of that album felt like the same sound even though each song was still different than each other. And I know a band is supposed to have their sound. I think
1: believe apnea is their number one most streamed song. That huh. surprises me. But I yeah, I, be I know a days. band is
2: supposed to have their sound, and there's plenty of bands that I listen to that I'm appreciative that they have split. their own sound. Split. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Prison, prison. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going there,
1: uh, dude. A flag to wave. God, they have so many good ones. The yeah, that's the way it ends. I believe is what those are off of. But yeah, I, we do. You know, yes, I understand. We probably unfairly. Shit on bands for doing the same thing, but like the thing is, if you find a formula, we also
2: shit on them when they do something different. I will, too. <laughs> I'll
0: also say, they do it it's, bad. there's yeah. a difference between following your own formula and following the, the formula, the formula.
1: Yes, <coughs> of my cement.
0: It does make me a little sad.
1: I'm sorry. I'm dude. I'm sorry.
2: It's it's nothing against them. Just for me, it's like that's what I'm saying for uh, for me for yeah.
1: whoever like there's dude there might be people out there that are like oh I fucking hate currents and that's fine
0: that's cool bro it's all
1: good
2: yeah
0: yeah your life is missing i was something. gonna say
2: you're dumb but it's <laughs> <fun>.
1: <laughs> you're not dumb you're just you know missing out bro you're missing out it's all good but people probably think i'm missing out because i don't like bear tooth
2: you know they got some tracks
0: I I think the only reason you don't like Baretooth is because you're not as into Punkier, punk as yeah. some of us are. Fair. That's valid. If you were more into punk, you would love we it.
1: We said it before. Well, and that dude's got punky vocals, and I don't like the vocals. Probably why I don't like them. Yeah. That's a big you component You
2: don't give them enough time then maybe because I that's Prevail fun. is
1: the one that's almost like Sleep Token where they have some jams and I like don't want to like it but I do
2: yeah yeah
1: that's that's funny because i have yeah.
0: had a few of their songs pop up on my that, shelf they've where got I'm that like, one off the newest i'm record. like man this is like kind this. of a jam and then i look at it and i see the the band name and i'm like
2: damn it
1: i don't want to add i don't want to like but this they have one <laughs> off their I newest record it. that i <laughs> oh it's it's super poppy deep end like off their newest record uh true power <sighs> So I made friends with all my demons. Let them sink their teeth. In. That, know. yeah, super poppy. And I'm like, I fucking hate well, that I love just, this song. We just <laughs>
2: talked about it the other day, which it's a track that I like. Um, we haven't mentioned it. And I want to delve into a piece of this later on when we Dude, get just, to it. Just hit it. Just hit it. Until I Wake. hmm You had said Burp. in the Excuse group me. chat the other day that, man, I feel like they're doing the same shit every song and it's starting to get old to me. Mm-hmm.
0: I was a little upset with that latest Until I Wake song because the Same. intro, once the intro played, I was like, I've heard this intro 50 times. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it's a good song. It's a good song. good song. Yeah.
0: I mean, they did well, but like...
2: The last three they wrote on, were just man. like it, almost. Yeah. Yep. Like... Uh, inside now, my head, even though newest, I fucking love that, their
1: newest—it's like all their singles sound that way. It's yeah, like they release yeah, all the poppy yeah, singles. I'm like, dude, kinda. you guys have some gnarly shit. Like, yeah. release some of the thrashier, more metalcore stuff because your screams are gnarly, dude. Like,
2: well, and I'll, I'll bring it back. Dick Ryder done here, um, Dick Dunn. dude. Think of the death of me. Even though there's a common theme on the death of me by Polaris, every fucking song is different from each other. Yes. I don't get that from the Currents album. I don't get that from the recent uh, of Mice it. and Men.
1: But, dude, listen. We you cannot know? compare other bands to Polaris. You cannot do it.
2: Some people's going to say, oh, they're just like the rest of them. And that's fine, too. But well, I hate to tell you, but they're not.
1: That's a hill I will die on.
2: You're wrong. But even Maws. Like, Maws. They'll every write, it, song, they write a song. Sound, yeah. Every song on No Eternity and Gold is completely I, there's a common theme there's a common and no sound no attorney in gold sounds completely different than uh, predestation or not, pres- not predestation uh, pure like porcelain
1: and, and also sounds different than uh, dark you, divine and, you, dark and divine. you better bounce or oh, yeah. Chris will
2: find you bounce, bounce, Chris will bounce, find bounce,
1: you bounce. yeah you, be, you, <laughs> you better tell him to score in the Reds game and you better fucking bounce <laughs> <laughs>
2: because that he will find you
1: <laughs> he is not afraid to to be a dick to you if for not bouncing so
2: yeah i just think that's the common theme of what we're after here in this conversation is that there's a part of us that is so picky and so deep that we delve Dude, it into pisses, this music it pisses
1: us off yeah. that we're that way sometimes oh yeah we
2: get we burn
1: ourselves out
2: on music mm-hmm. at
1: certain times i just got over a point where i didn't listen to music for a week i was straight podcast yeah. because i was like
2: yeah. Throw my then, hands up. And then nightmare yep.
1: dropped, but yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm back. Actually, it was. It was actually antimatter. A, it was actually an antimatter. And then, like the day the antimatter dropped, I was like, "Yep, that's a good song." But I'm done. And then I heard Confined.
2: Oh, yeah. I you lost the chat. And I said I'm home. back. I'm back. That's, yeah. all
1: that, that's like if, if i'm ever like completely out of it i know there's one record i can always go to that gets me back in that that angry mm-hmm. mindset of metalcore because i don't ever want to listen to polaris when i'm not in the mood for music because mm. i don't ever want to be to Discredit, like, yes, yes yes so like yep. when when i hear confined or through struggle or something like that i'm like okay i'm back motherfuckers <laughs> and that's what i said in the chat i sent yep. Confined. i was like i'm back <laughs> i'm back So I think,
0: I think for me, I I do catch myself being picky at times, but out of the three of us, I would say I probably, I'm probably the least picky, but I also have this great appreciation for the beauty of simplicity.
2: Absolutely.
1: I I would say that you're the least picky, but the hardest to blow away. I would agree with that, too, yeah. but um, when
0: I when I listen to some of the stuff that that I say, I'm like, ah, I've heard it a million times, or it sounds the same as everything else. When I listen to it, it's because I've heard that exact same riff that that same open chug rhythm that that that's all you do. Like yeah. that. That's that's basically all I heard in that of Mice and Men song was just the same. Uh, simplistic fucking open chug rhythm worse with the guitar. first bridge, chorus, bridge the, breakdown. Yeah, the the song structure was the same.
1: Yeah, but how about a six string, thirty inch baritone and antimatter?
0: Mm hmm. It's pretty dope. That's different. I'm pretty but, sure
2: that's what it is. I thought that's what I seen in the video. I could be wrong. I,
0: I do feel my love for the 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 beauty of simplicity comes from. Being creative with that simplicity I was gonna say grunge. rather than I'm just going to copy a formula because when I, when I say simplicity, I mean like you can play some basic ass shit on a guitar, have two guitars going and both of, neither of them are really doing anything spectacular, but the way they, they mesh Uh, is is creative like the the harmonies they picked out are are creative, and maybe the the vocal harmonies really like maybe it's not a spectacular vocal performance and it's you know they're staying within a certain range, but but they got really creative with the the notes they picked out and how those notes harmonize with the rest of the music or rhythmically, uh, and you know, work with the rest of the music, so it's it's not so much. That simplicity means a lack of creativity, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I think a lot of this shit that I complain about is because it lacks creativity. Not so much, like I don't really complain about sim- simplistic shit. I complain about when it's like laziness.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and another example, uh, the opposite of that, the newest Invent Animate record. There's a common theme throughout that record. It's yeah. Invent Animate, but yeah. every song is different enough mm-hmm. from each other for yeah. us to lose our shit the yeah, whole fucking absolutely.
1: time absolutely i would say same same thing about alpha wolf's newest album like that album's newest album their newest not, album? yeah their latest one
2: which one is that uh, like akutida akari it's uh
1: it's uh it's got some like
2: like black and red black and orange and or orange something yeah, yeah
1: god bless it it's what been the? a while
2: since that dropped
1: yeah, but it's still their newest yeah. record. They yeah. have an EP out, but yeah. I'm talking their newest full full record, A Quiet Place to Die, which they only have yeah. two records so. Yeah. But yeah, Akudama, yeah. Creep, Bleed for You, Acid Romance, Restricted, uh Golden Fate, Isolate, Rotten Pieces, like
2: I think a new genre that we have created in regards to explaining these different bands and there's a certain few that fit into this category, boundaries. Johnny Booth, um, Alpha Wolf, and wolf. I know a lot of them. charity of a thousand lives <laughs> I know a lot of them are different than each other, but like I was thinking the <laughs> other day, wolf. Structured Rage. Yeah. It's just all, that's what it is. Structured it's Rage. Structured Rage. Rage core. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Structured yeah. Rage. Razor sharp. Precision. Like a Norma Jean, uh, it's just besides the point. Yeah. I
1: wouldn't say that Norma Jean is structured rage. They're yeah. very unstructured rage. They're unmitigated rage. Could be. They have no, no remorse. Like, just like <laughs> Kublai Khan. <laughs> Kublai Khan. I don't know how Yeah, that, that thingy.
2: I don't know how to pronounce it. I never got into those guys. Kublai, Maybe I need to get into
1: them. I just love dude's scream. Like, it's so unique. Yeah. It's like he's just, like... Yelling, very loudly, angrily. I like to yell at people. And he says "bitch" a lot. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. He's kind like, like of like, like that. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Oh man. He's oh geez. He likes to say "bitch" a lot, doesn't he, Rick? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that bitch better not look fat in a dress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I think he goes home to his fucking wife and he's like, "Get off my bitch. back, bitch."
1: <laughs> Out there, not in here. <laughs> Scary Terry. Yeah. Oh no, I'm late for class. Oh no, I'm not wearing any pants.
2: <laughs> I'm clueless. Uh,
1: I'm te- well, how many times have we told you you got to watch Rick and Morty? I don't Rick? watch TV. I don't watch TV. You pay for TV. Watch TV. I
2: guess. Rick and Morty.
1: It will change your life.
2: I've watched bits and pieces, and it's no. Funny.
1: Well, you can't just watch bits and pieces, Rich. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Even but a bit don't do but a two, but a two and a quarter 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 nah, yeah, that's 75 okay but anyway so that was an <coughs> interesting to topic into. I, I do want to touch
2: on again, i think that was a good conversation it was
1: yeah um hopefully we made people think um i do or want hate us to, and that's fine or, too that's fine too hey what 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 in any exposure is good exposure is that what
2: well and said? i think a lot of people can relate to that conversation because as a music listener i'm sure there's people out there that you whether def- it's the bands we yeah. had mentioned or other bands they feel that exact yeah, same way
1: everybody every metalhead defends their opinion violently
2: yeah that is so, true. so
1: hey that's one thing i will comp- compliment all of us yep. metalheads about is if we have an opinion we fucking defend it with violence yep so that's metal as fuck um I do want to just personally for me. I do want to touch on nightmare. Um, Are you
2: ready? And we don't have, have you to, listened you know, bring enough. It. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, Preston, you and I watched the premiere of it, the live premiere on YouTube. I was
2: I was on my way home from work. Uh, my eight month old daughter was waiting for her daddy to come home, and my wife was waiting for her husband to come home, and I pulled over. <laughs> In a parking lot <laughs> so I could watch this music. Questionable video time management here. with my
3: family. Yes.
2: <laughs> my wife called me shortly after and I said, Babe, I love you more than anything in this world Except but I had Polaris. to do I love this, you bitch, but <laughs> I had to do this. Except and for Polaris. She's a she's awesome, she understood, all was great.
1: I had just put my almost ten month to bed and I, I had it as loud as I possibly could, like, moshing in the living room so goosebumps yeah dude nuts yeah. i mean it's just and again it has so much more meaning behind it because of obviously ryan's passing and watching yep. ryan shred in this just desert oasis by himself and i'm just like that's where he's at right now bro he my dude's just in heaven shredding on a own, right in the like, sickest fucking riff yeah, possible and, and so it was just so it you know inhumane is is fantastic it's so different for them And then, you know, for them to come out with Nightmare that's just this straight punch in the fucking face with this gorgeous chorus. And then, you know, the very Polaris clean outro type thing. Mortal coil to a T. Yeah, mortal coil type shit. And it's just, it's, what we said it before we started recording. It's like watching the Georgia Bulldogs play football.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. No, we're not Georgia fans.
1: No, we're Buckeye fans, so we're a little sore. But it's like watching Georgia play football because you know what you're going to see. You know what you're going to get, but every time you watch it or you hear it, you're like, Just
2: fascinating. How do they keep doing
1: this? How do they continue to write songs like this that make me absolutely manic? Yeah. And that's what I got from Nightmare. And, like, I was texting some buddies... Shout out, Jake! Jake Perkins. We talked about it after the premiere, and it's just like the people I talked to had all the same like emotions that I did about it, which does my heart great joy. Yeah, because I feel like they're finally starting to get some of the recognition that they deserve
2: worldwide, on a bigger level. Yeah,
1: not just isolated. And then obviously Australia—they're like the biggest thing in Australia, but yeah, um, they've overtaken Parkway. Yeah, that's very, yep. you know, so that's a big deal. But, mm-hmm. like, it was so good for me to finally, like, see some of the the recognition of, oh, my God, these dudes are elite.
2: and I'm like, yeah. They are it. I've been
1: telling you that for years, for fucking 10 years now, since Dichotomy. Okay? So, I told you that it became my new favorite Polaris song. Just, like, it hit me that hard, bro. And every Polaris song is my favorite Polaris song. But, mm-hmm. like, that nightmare hit me so hard, and it actually made me... Appreciate and love Inhumane more. I was afraid it was going to make me not like Inhumane because Inhumane's different.
2: Because the two tracks are different from they're each completely other. Completely different. Bro. This ties into exactly what the conversation we It does. That's kind of why having. I wanted to run yes. into this
1: because it's a great tie in.
2: And I don't know how to put it into words why they're different from each other, but if you listen, you would understand. It, yeah. Um, just go
1: listen
0: to it.
2: Yeah, just. Uh, Man, the blast beats in the first verse just got me losing my fucking. Because there wasn't any in, in, in,
1: in inhumane. So it's like yes. you just you get these two singles that are both so It's like heavy a
2: hypermania type single versus and then, Vagabond. Uh, eh, or Vagabond. what about I don't want to say Landmine because it's not Dude, to me, Nightmare was like for some reason I got vibes of masochist in like the chorus. But then I also got vibes of um, what's. You said the fast breakdown verse. in Hyper Mania. Is it Creatures of Habit? Which I know Creatures of Habit's bam, 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 real hammer on pull off y type riffs. But uh, there's another song that I got other vibes from with Nightmare. But it just felt like this mix of all of Polaris in one, but in a simple, not over the top kind of song and for the Polaris.
1: Tone. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh it made me want to puke bro yep go ahead, go ahead you're you're you go ahead
2: i mean i have more thoughts to add but go ahead you need to jump into this conversation
1: so i got
0: i feel like in. i'm able to enter this conversation more objectively than you guys can because we're super hilarious we're super fans is your guys' all-time favorite yep. correct yep. For you guys, Polaris is so far above everything else. Yep. I don't entirely disagree with that, but we've also mentioned that for me, Polaris is not my favorite metalcore band.
1: Make sure the video starts going,
0: Um. So with them not being my favorite band, I don't go into it quite the same way that you guys do. Where you guys might. Not that you guys your your opinions are at at all wrong. I agree with everything you guys have said, but there there could be a little bit of that element of like the the Avenged Sevenfold fans where like they oh, go yeah. into it sure. and they're like, like a favoritism. I'm sure yeah, there's a favoritism yeah. that thing. That. Yeah, sure. I so to I come into it with a little more objectivity. Yeah. You know, objective uh, view of it. Have I geeked out about the songs quite like you guys have? No. I raged to him I mean pff, you know you I, no dummy, I did the bro. thing one of the things that really jumped out to me with the new Polaris song Nightmare is Press and I were sitting here last night and we were listening to it and I, I pointed out the part that really stuck out to me and it was like the, the second part to their little breakdown right and <laughs> it was this or whatever. Yeah.
2: It's very hypermania. We
0: we hear that same kind of riff a lot in metalcore. And when I first when I when I when I heard it at first, I was like, "Oh no, are they are they going to do something that's just like everybody else?" But then they done this, like, back-and-forth pattern where mm-hmm. they hit that part. The second time they went through, they they added to it, but in such a super tasteful way. Subtle. That was subtle, but creative, but also... Poked right out at you. Poked right out at yes. you. Yep. And you could tell, like, that's, that's not thin. a riff played by the faint of heart. And... That, to me, really spoke to why Polaris is so amazing and why you guys saying that Polaris is so amazing is in no way incorrect. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're doing something that, in essence, is kind of simple, but they're, they're adding a creative twist to it to they're they're doing that kind of simple thing to bring more people in and 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 to make sense of what they're doing but then adding to it here and there to still captivate the audience of like us where we're looking for something different Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's maybe a you know Maybe I'm thinking too deep into no, that particular no, no, part. I, think
1: I, I, I was going to say that I love that Tyler. You know, Polaris isn't his favorite metalcore band because it keeps you and me in check.
2: Oh yeah. Because yeah. if
1: all three of us felt the exact same way, then we couldn't have conversation. It would just be yeah. yep, yep. This this is the greatest thing ever. But Tyler approaches it from a little different angle where he can see things a lot more objectively and kind of, You know, he's he's not sitting there saying, "Oh, you're well, you're wrong." You're no, no. It's just hey, here's here's what me. A little more on the outside looking in, being as Moths is my favorite band as opposed to Polaris, I can see this a little more rejected. I'm speaking, of course, in Tyler here, but I love that we were able to have these conversations with someone who looks at things just a little bit differently than we do when it comes to Polaris, because it would be incredibly boring if he didn't
2: yeah oh so, yeah
0: and then and then they break into that that next part after, of the breakdown the, after se- the that, actual
2: second breakdown rigs, the actual second
0: breakdown with the
2: cloudy, cloudy riff chords. and then the oh, chunk yeah. the chug oh, oh, oh.
0: let me fucking tell you motherfuckers i was ready to slip that is break. how you do some open chord chugs yes. with some some Creativity. rhythm and creative rhythms yes because i
1: say creativity Mm -hmm. in the rhythm
0: that's not just that's what the chugs are all about the chugs are all about rhythm it's not about any kind of melody or harmony or anything like that it's about a a wall that is that is punching you yes physically doesn't even make sense but it fucking happens in music
2: you feel it when you
0: when you get them chugs that is what it is—a wall fucking hitting you. You not—you're not, you're not running into the wall. That motherfucker's coming at you, and when when you're one of these basic a- ass bands that are just -duh, duh, 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 duh. yeah, it's not doing that, du, a, du, du, a duh, straight und- through beat, dude. That gets so fucking boring, and it's been done so it's many funCap- times, fuck, bro. Yeah. But then you also have the other end of the spectrum where, like, you have gent. Yeah, where it gets a <till> little <laughs> too <that> like <laughs> weird yeah. at times. Twelve noise gates. They'll they'll have like a fucking dun, dun, <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, and it's like Bro, the fucking the, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the disc is skipping or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like Polaris is able to it's it really meet in the middle where they're like we're not going to do this thing way out in fucking left field. But we're also not going to do this basic bullshit, and we're going to get creative with the rhythms where, you know, really the only way to be able to to do something like that is, you know, maybe they're not counting it out in their head like you, you would with uh, very rhythmic shit. Like gent people, they're probably fucking counting that shit out in their head. One, two, three, four, one, two, three. But, you know, but to be able to make, make sure they're hitting the shit when they're supposed oh, to. They're called Strandbergs. Yeah, I don't know that you know, some weirdos shout out um, plenty, shout but. out math Corps. <laughs> shout out virgins. But, like, <laughs> for Polaris, that's, that's what you are. <laughs> but for Polaris to be able to incorporate some, some, some of that, that raw, basic, you know, open chord chug shit that we all love, no matter how fucking metal elitist you are. You're not going to fucking tell me you don't love some open chord chugs. Right. Like fuck you, bro, if you don't like it. Facts. But doing it in a way that no one else is doing it with the the rhythmic style that you're incorporating, that made that breakdown like I, I, I wanted literally... I wanted to throw everything in my garage. And let me fucking tell you, we're going to go back to the beginning of the episode. This is a fucking warehouse. Yep. I have Amps on amps on cabinets on cabinets on guitars. On pedals, I got six mics, guitars on, yeah. on their fucking way because my dad got given a bunch and he fucking feels bro, he's how many got a store. Are in here right it's now? It's stupid.
3: 15,
2: I 15. wanted
0: to throw all of it. I wanted to single like pick up each thing individually There's and 50, throw it on the floor. It's
1: worth of shit in here. And he I just to wanted to smash it, it all yeah.
0: because that's that's a, that fucking riff just oh, bro. Uh, that uh,
2: that no, uh, second uh, that second part uh, of that breakdown i kid you not i got goosebumps and i like gritted my teeth to a point that i thought my, i was chipping my teeth off like i, I just this level of she anger Knocked a feeling yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, like, <laughs> i don't I, i'm biased i get it yeah i know we I, are i don't know i don't know the last time another band did that to me like that feeling I've never I've never of heard a breakdown song. like that. I'm telling you right now.
1: rhythmically. I've talked about we've talked about, you know, influences and how much we love Metallica, how much I love Azalea Dying, how much I love Bullet, all this shit. There ain't no fucking band on the planet that's ever made me like literally put my life on hold to watch a fucking yes. premiere of a song. Yes. It and, felt like,
2: like I was back in the 80s when all people did was like wait for a, a, to a these a, hair an a- metal track bands to and, be released. Yeah.
0: Like, mom, yeah. I'm listening to the radio. Pork chops are hot.
2: Get them, <laughs> Mom I'm Done with my segment. <laughs> yes, there it is, John Clayton <laughs> in his Slayer shirt, <laughs> and then he's uh, eating his Raymond yeah, noodles, eating like, his ramen noodles. He like pulls out the ponytail. <laughs> Mom I'm done with my segment.
1: <laughs> Tyler, you don't get what we're talking about. There's no. an old Sports Center commercial, ESPN or Sports this, Center. This, yeah, this nerdy guy that's a, a Sports Center guy, he's yeah bald, had glasses. There's a commercial where he gets done with his segment and he's got like a taped on collared shirt with a tie and he tears it off and there's a Slayer shirt underneath (laughs) it. And he like undoes this big long ponytail. Jamin Slayer jumps on his bed with a big thing of like noodles. He's like, Ramen Mom, noodles. I'm done with my segment. And he's fucking head banging. <laughs> yeah. It was a national commercial. <laughs> so one of the best it, commercials I've ever seen. That's what it felt like, dude. bro. Shane was like trying to like have a conversation with me when I was listening to that. And I literally like was dickish. And I'm like, you got to give me a fucking minute. Yeah.
2: Yep. Like
1: I am not prepared to speak to you right now. Like,
2: I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can watch this video again. It's the premiere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen again. <laughs> so it's never going to premiere again <laughs> man. so it's it's just and again i, I know we're you know preston and i especially are very biased we are if you don't agree that's okay um but i do excuse me I burst.
2: it's one hell of a track dude
1: yeah it's incredible i just can't wait for the record i'm so glad we get to go see him on tour in october so
2: it was all of polaris in one but in a simple track and I don't mean simple from the technicalities of playing it.
1: They didn't have to write, but they some didn't bounce the song structure shredding. wasn't
2: all over the place. No. but you had Mortal Coil at the end. You had pieces of Masochist in the chorus. You had, but then you had New Polaris too, with maybe I think maybe a slightly lower tuning. Yeah, and you had Jamie, Jamie singing, singing, which is a little incredible. Bit. Yeah, and like it's, yep. yeah. There was just so much new
1: shit that made the old parts of it sound that much better. Hey, let's talk
0: about um Jake adding a little bit of seasoning to his mm. voice. Oh,
1: bro, he did, dude. Like like some uh some uh Got a it was just Jake singing choruses mm.
2: like which little, we we heard it in Inhumane when they were doing the back and forth in the verses. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know whatever they were doing. Like we heard a piece of that, but then this song, it was in the chorus when you heard Jake doing that.
0: It it honestly reminded me of I forget at what point it was. I it, it was it was probably so for me. It reminded me of thrice. So uh, thrice's vocalist Dustin. His clean vocals sounded very clean up until that to be uh, everywhere is to be nowhere, when he got real like gravelly. Got got a lot Rhyming. of that. Uh, <clears throat> got a lot of that rasp into his voice, and. You, you really noticed a change in his vocal style like right off the the rip going into that album compared to all these multiple albums they had prior. Not that, you know, some of that rasp didn't exist, but like he, he really found it on that album. And then for Polaris going into this album and I hear Jake sound like that. I'm like, you know, I go back to what's, what's the first album dichotomy dichotomy i go i go back to uh, and listen to that and i i listen to jake sing and he almost sounds like a kid yeah a oh, kid yeah. singing they and, and he, they, they were probably like you yeah. know, yeah. fucking yeah 17, 17 18 probably yeah you know what i mean you could yeah. tell i they think were they're kid. our age so and yeah. then like you, you you hear them going into um, ryan was younger than us the mortal oh, yeah. coil and the death of me where he's Almost still trying to sing like that, but you, you you hear that like his his voice is aging a little bit, it but is. in a positive way, aging yeah. almost like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. And then we get into this, and it's like, ooh. So
1: the gro- the vocal growth of I both like Jamie. It's and happening. Jake, it's happening. So if in you front go back to eyes. listen to Dichotomy, you listen to like Jamie screams like he's mm-hmm. screaming the scream. Yep. It's gr- it's great. It's you can still tell it's Jamie, but he's really focused on his gutturals and yep. like and as he's progressed, he has this super unique It's him. It's Jamie Hales, man. Yep. Like he, you he know. It. Is what it Hales it is. or Halls? H A I L S. Okay. Okay. So it's he is My bad jamie evolved into this monster of a vocalist oh. he is, is a so monster, bro. dude him and chris from Miles are the they're best monsters, they're, they're the best. Man. they're absolute psychopaths they're they are the. <laughs> that the is knees away from <laughs> that that is the highest form of a compliment when i'm talking about a vocalist i think those are the two best wrong. metalcore vocal like especially when it comes to screams in the game the the best in
2: metalcore yeah 100% yeah, yeah absolutely Yep. My God, Garrett from Silent Planet sounded fucking good on that new track, too. But he's dude. got one scream, bro. I know, but he sounded good.
1: He's got one scream. Jamie and Chris are fucking. Oof. I would say the dude from Silent Planet
0: has a little bit of range to him, but not much. I'd agree with that. Um, but I, like I said earlier, I don't think he's as. I don't think there is yeah, yeah. much metal core. Right. Metal core specifically. And I'm talking Chris like, and Jamie. Strictly un- unclean. Oh, man. Because if we're
1: talking about both. Yeah. Enter Chris Motionless, yeah, yep. Noah Sebastian,
2: right, Courtney LaPlant, yep, th- you know th- people like mm. that that can do it, a-
1: but yeah, Courtney LaPlant.
2: So girl? R.I.P. to. I just want to play guitar with Mike.
1: Oh, dude, teach me how to pick scrape like you, bro.
2: Any, shout, other, shout, any other <laughs> any other thoughts to add on that, i don't man? think so man I'm I, tired. I hope we i hope we did it it's due yeah. service. no and man. it's
1: you know i we we talk about <clears throat> polaris a lot i didn't want to spend a ton of time on it because i don't want to wear people out but um yeah we've talked about some new music we've talked about some great stuff tyler do you have any other topics before we send it home oh god here we go he looked at me and we... i do
2: too what time did we start Ten,
1: ten, ten, ten. 10 10 10 10 I'm tired.
2: I'm not too bad.
0: Well, strap in, buddy.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, you say good. strap in or strap on.
0: I mean, may, maybe both. Just don't wear fat in the dress and I'll, I'll strap I'll I'll turn, on. <laughs> I'll, t-
1: I'll turn on the children so we can just... <laughs> so... <sighs> marinate. Back to old uh,
0: Dan Skinner.
2: Skinny? Skin, I apologize. Uh, I that's know. his name, Dan right? Dan okay, Skinner. Okay, Dan. Yep. yep.
0: So he hit us up on, on the channel and, um, on the tube, on the tubes. Uh, I think he messaged us through Instagram, but he, um, he did
2: correct. Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Something that he, he spoke of in that, in that message thread really, really connected with me. And it was, You know, he was talking about there's no other metalheads in his town. His only other metal friend lives far away.
1: Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But
0: that him and his friend have started to kind of lose the inspiration, the motivation <sighs> mm-hmm. to continue to play. Mm-hmm. Play music and it, together. It play music. Okay. Uh Period. Yeah, just period. And it's it's harder for them to collaborate being in, in the longer distances. And because it's harder for them to collaborate, um, they have less motivation to play. And I assume that's because, and I, I think a lot of people would agree, playing music is more fun with other people. And we've, we've talked about that on the show. If I was
2: still just a bedroom guitarist, man. You
0: probably wouldn't be doing as much I as you do I wouldn't be as now. inspired. Yeah. I would
2: not be as inspired.
0: <clears throat> so that got me thinking about some things last night and I got a little emotional in my head, uh, you know, thinking about it. And it was, you know, considering all the things that I have going on in life and how I have over, you know, honestly, since I graduated high school, started while I was in the military, um, having this this issue of getting back to playing guitar, uh, playing on a regular basis, because prior to that, it was every single day. I played for multiple hours a day, and then it was almost like a switch flipped and went to the Navy, wasn't able to play, and I've never been able to get back to that routine. And I, I find myself at times, feeling very motivated to play, um, really getting into it, and it it might not be every day, but it'll be multiple times a week that I I would get to play. Other times, I could go a week, maybe even two weeks without picking up an instrument, and it's, you know, the last few years, it's been really, the main time I pick up an instrument is when we're, we're having band practice. And, I started thinking of like, why, why, why is it that I, I have such a lack of motivation to pick up the, the, the guitar outside of band practice, because I could, I can claim that I don't have the time. If I really broke down my day, I could find 20, maybe 30 minutes almost every day to be able to play. And then I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, I take on, I take on a lot, and and I don't want to get into too much of that. I've I've talked about it uh, to some extent on the show. Um, you know the 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 struggles with work, kids, just the daily grind that wears you out, and I know that I want to play music. I know that music is my outlet. Playing music is my outlet. Listening to music is my outlet. And I know that I want to play music because of what it does for my mental health. And <clears throat> um, considering everything I have going on in life, I, I recognize that I can't really make that a priority. Right, I can't really make playing guitar a priority over going to work or taking care of the kids or this or that. But I realize that a lot of my struggle comes from knowing that in my mind, I'm like, I have to do music or I'll go fucking insane. But having that feeling that I have to do it makes it feel like it's a chore. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I, I, I had that realization of how do you balance this when you have so much going on and you're, you're having this lack of motivation to play because you're tired, because you, you went through a hard day, but then you tell yourself, oh, well, I have to play or I'm going to go fucking insane, and somehow you're going to enjoy this experience when you pick up the, the guitar feeling like you you, you literally force yourself into doing it on the, on the basis that you have to do it as a, any other chore like if I don't do this there's going to be some
2: consequence. I think it's not that you have to play it's that you have to create and what I mean by that is I could go home right now and let's say I haven't played today, which me and Kyler played before we got together for a show, but play our songs to get like our songs that we've played a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, say to run through the set list before a show tomorrow. I I'd, I'd get minimal f- fulfillment out of it. We've talked about it on this show. I have these sounds in my head that have to get that have to become real.
0: Right. You got to get them out of your head.
2: And when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago, like I was literally on vacation in my, my little bit of my own solitude by myself with these sounds in my head, whether it was a song that I was listening to that sparked something, but it's like, I have to create. And that week break, I came back and I was as motivated as ever when it come to creativity I'm wanting to spew these thoughts and these sounds out and out in front of me.
1: So I actually had a very similar conversation uh with my dad today. Um I was talking about how my my job, right? What I do for a living, it is my dream job. Mm. It isn't my dream passion.
2: It's not your, yeah
1: whatever you do. So like, this is why people that they're, they're working a nine to five, they're doing whatever. And then they start a side business. I'll take our buddy Caden Roberts, for example, he started the, the auto detailing thing and was doing it constantly. Like after work, making a shit ton of money, doing it grew his, his clientele extremely fast and got burned out on it really quick because it became a job. People that, so like when, when I think about my passion, well, my passion is livestock and music. Okay, I work in agronomy and row crops. That's not my passion. I'm not passionate about corn. I'm passionate about livestock because I, I grew up raising livestock and I'm passionate about music. If I had to do livestock and music every day to pay my bills, It becomes a job.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You're going to quickly be like, well, I guess I better do this today or I'm not going to be able to eat tomorrow. No matter what it is, any passion can become a job and feel like a chore if you do it for a living or you're doing it too much. So finding that balance of, hey, so I'm in a great spot where I love my job, I love what I do for a living, but it's not my true passion. So I keep it in check. I keep my passions separate. This is a passion. You and me jamming before the show is a passion. I'm not doing it for a living. I don't have to do it. It's that freedom of, Hey, I don't have to do this.
2: I get to to support
1: myself. I get to do this. I have the, the pleasure and the, the opportunity to do this and not have to rely on it to feed my family.
2: You make a good point because I was listening to a podcast the other day and
0: How dare you listen to a different podcast yeah, than this? Yeah. I
2: think I, I I think it was Riff Hard, John Brown's <clears throat> podcast called uh-huh. Riff Hard, and Current's guitarist was on it. I think this is the podcast that I was listening to. It may have been something different, but it was a it was a professional musician where they were talking somewhat similar to what we're talking about. And he delves into other outlets Hold on. Was it Steve that was telling us this? When Steve was talking about artists, artists, it becoming like your day to day, and then they delve into something else because. Yeah, he, he was talking about someone that farms. Okay, like maybe it farms was, maybe on the it was side. our conversation with Steve. Sorry, yeah. the, all this shit runs together because I listen to so much shit. But yeah, like he was talking about if.
0: Yeah, because he, he was talking about how uh, there was a particular artist that farms as a passion. And this dude's over here doing it as a job, but does music as his passion. Yeah. Like the you know. Like
2: even if it was your job, like you have to have that outlet and that getaway.
1: Yeah, if you don't have something to uh escape the everyday grind, you're gonna go crazy. Yeah. So I'm very careful about, and this was kind of the borderline of what, you know, the conversation with my dad was today was, you know, I I made the comment of, man, if I could do music for a living or if I could do livestock for a living, I I would do it in a heartbeat. He's like, you would, and then it wouldn't be your passion anymore because you would have to do it to support your family. And it becomes a job. There's dream jobs and there's dream passions. So Mm -hmm. like, I never want this to become a job. I always want it to be a passion and not feel like a
2: choice. Well, that's in our own control. We we should never even if we were to do something real with Real this, big, yeah. Yeah, like we have to make it a point that it's not our it's not a our job. Like mm-hmm. this, this is what we do.
0: Yep. But um I'm really glad you took it there, Kyler, because that kind of touches on kind of the second piece of, of that thought, which was we, we've talked a little bit how the band has gotten lazy and how we don't do as much. I don't do as much on the business side. We're not booking a ton of shows. Mm-hmm. We're writing more. We're creating more. Um, so this kind of ties into bo- what, what both of you guys have said, but like I really need the band to be an outlet. I mm-hmm. need it to be fun, mm-hmm. and it's because of that need... Of it just being fun rather than us trying to push and push and push to make it big or do something crazy with with the band or this podcast. Because I take on so much on a day to day basis, like I, I have to have an outlet. And if I treat the band as a as just another job, or if I treat this podcast as another job it will just add to the mental strain of everything else in my life that is a chore or a job or all this shit that grinds me down. And then I would have nothing. Mm -hmm. I would have nothing to lift me up because even the gym at times feels like a a chore. Yeah. And it's in the name of discipline. And one of the notes I made is, is a lot of the shit that I take on, uh, that that mentally or physically strains me is is really self inflicted, and it's it's for my own reasons that I do that. I'm always looking to challenge myself, but I I I think to kind of help with uh, Dan's concerns around that, and and any anyone else that's dealing with that that issue of oh, well, I don't feel like picking up the instrument as much as I once did, is Stop treating it like it's a chore. If you feel like it's a chore, then you probably have created maybe you've created some goal around this that you're trying to strive to, or something. And you know that in order to achieve that goal, you have certain steps you have to take, you have certain disciplines that you have to incorporate into this thing that may turn it into feeling more like a chore rather than the passion that it should be. And I think at times that also really contributes to like writer's block, uh, lack of influence period, because at this point, you know, Oh, I have to write this fucking album to meet the deadline for the record label or whatever. I don't want to do it. It feels like a, it feels like a job and I'm kind of forcing some, some creative juices to flow that don't want to flow. And so what comes out isn't organic or natural. And it sounds like shit. It sounds like fucking of mice and men.
1: Yeah. So I know you meant that to be funny, but it's accurate.
0: I mean, both. Yes. Yeah.
1: And
2: I think about that personally and I took that personally. Yeah, I took that personally. Because like
0: we we've been lazy as fuck the past few years yeah, with with, with the band stuff, but like I just I can't afford to make the band a priority in the way that I once did, because I need it to be the passion. I need it to be the outlet. Well,
2: and it goes to show why almost every practice that we've had than the last year it's literally been about creation right it ain't been playing the old unless we absolutely have to because of an upcoming gig or whatever but i relate on a personal level because i think the reason i've had minimal laws in my progress as a guitar player this will sound ironic to maybe some listeners is i've never set goals for myself as a guitar player. Like, I gotta learn to sweet pick by this point. I gotta learn to do this, or I'm gonna take four weeks to where I can get to a point and I can do this. The guitar has always been my paintbrush. I pick it up, and I just wanna fucking create. And six months later, I'm like, holy shit, look at all this fucking progress I made indirectly. Yep. It's my paintbrush.
0: But I I feel like... For me, I get caught in the mindset trap of rather than treating it as, you know, this is just my paintbrush or this is just me dicking off to relax for a bit. It's I have to do this or I'm going to go nuts or I have to learn this song so that we can play it live. I have to write this part so that we can eventually release this new song i have to do this i have to do that i i i get to a point where i just don't want to do the shit and um you know even oh even with this podcast I'll, I'll admit season two was a royal bitch mm, because we were doing this thing where coming straight out of season one, we were like, we're going to start doing the season thing so that we can get on this routine where it'll give us more flexibility. But during that, that stretch we of season two, two to three episodes a week, it was, yeah, it was two to three episodes a week and we're spending two, sometimes three hours on recording the episode. And then I'm spending an hour or so mixing the the episode and then uploading it and sending it to kyler and i know kyler can relate because then he's spending an hour or so doing the video video editing and all that kind of stuff and then i know you know kyler kind of mentioned it earlier you know we we kind of lean on kyler to do a lot of the social media shit and then he's over here like dude this twitter thing's getting to me yep it's it's super negative and i'm expected to kind of live in this world i'm done and and i, I had mentioned yeah, there was no fucking disagreement from us fuck yeah. twitter but, i had mentioned
1: like, it a couple times before and i'd kind of like pulled my, i'm like okay you're fine you can <clears throat> listen if you're listening you're on metal twitter and i'm sorry we, we've we talked about it before but like
2: the we're, algorithm's we get a little controversial fucked. we're like huh <laughs> i said the algorithms Fuck. we're we're not
1: very you know Liberal people here, and I, I'm not gonna get political, but like that 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 side of the aisle crams a lot of their shit down our throats, and that's what a lot of metal Twitter was. And it wasn't just that; it was like the shaming of the other side. And I'm like, look i, I I've never I never ever made one single political tweet from the the pods Twitter. I kept it strictly about music. All the engagement I did was on music but i saw less and less and less about music and more and more and more about politics yeah. i'm like i don't want to be here
2: yeah my yeah.
1: my private twitter is not like that because of obviously stuff you like and stuff you choose to you know be involved in and i had just gotten to the point where i'm like look i am literally so pissed off at the world right now that i can't even i didn't I wasn't active on our Twitter for like ten days before I finally told you guys so I'm like I'm done and you, yeah. like you said like Ty said there was no argument from you guys on that at all. Well, it, it seemed it put like a it, lot of mental strain on me, bro. Like it seemed like it contributed soft, to that know. like weaker so that you didn't want to fuck with music yeah. even. Yeah, it was, it was rough, dude. I mean it it really got to me like, on a lot of different levels, and I was just kind of like, boys, if I don't if I don't get out of this Twitter thing, with the pod. Like, I don't, I'm going to be done with, I like, the social media aspect of it, period. And I know I I, I don't want that because that's the only platform that's like that. hmm You know, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, TikTok, none of that is like that compared to Twitter. Twitter is just this toxic wasteland of believe what I believe or I'm going to cram it down your throat and if you don't agree, I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. That's what metal Twitter was becoming, and I'm like, I'm out. This isn't what I want to be involved in. I'm not here for politics. I'm here for music.
2: Love and people
1: like, oh, here's a list of artists you shouldn't listen to because their cousin's brother's ex wife or ex wife's son is a
0: closet racist. Yeah, they
1: they, (laughs) they 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 liked a Donald Trump tweet in 2016, and I'm like, are you? fucking
2: that kidding. shit had that shit was going down the rabbit hole then jesus christ bro it was that that's bad.
0: the level people take it to on twitter I'm it sure. was so bad man
2: that's and why I'm like, i, I follow twitter have... for sports and mm-hmm. funny funny shit that's sports.
1: it that's all i use it for anymore yep. is sports but but anyways yeah it's it's man if you don't check your mental headspace sometimes you can completely check out of your passion and that's where i was headed with the whole the whole So Twitter dan thing. give
2: give it time man find, find your why take with it Take a deep breath brother.
1: Yep. yep. Find
2: your why with it dude you you love the shit that and you're a
1: very talented musician. Yep. Is he playing the keys on that video he sent us cuz it looked like a uh, keys? He see uh it,
0: so. I don't know what he was playing but it was it was really cool for him to take that video and send it to us because to me And he asked for feedback. It, it, yeah, he he asked for feedback and I tried to deliver He was like I don't know where to go from here, and I, I tried to do some da 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 and da 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 I think land, <laughs> I uh, uh, it, it 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 didn't land. The metal but, sounds, uh, but uh, it it sounded great in my head. It kind of reminded me of like when Derek got on the show, and he was like, "Man, this kind of revitalized my my yeah. passion for playing," and I started playing again. Mm-hmm. And I I really hope, and and maybe Dan can give us the the feedback, but maybe this podcast and. You know, listening listening to these conversations has helped him reignite that that passion and that fire to to keep playing. And I really hope we're doing that for more people. Because I know,
2: couldn't you say the same? Hadn't this show kind of got you back in playing? I I went out and you went and bought a guitar. Flash
0: flash it to the camera.
1: Flash it
2: to the camera. Yeah, show that Jackson off, baby. (sighs) Let's go. Yeah. Oh white.
1: She ain't no bitch. Oh so. white. She yeah, pretty. This pod made me uh grow the balls that I hadn't had for years and go out and buy my dream guitar and uh you know, drop a pretty penny on it um because I had reignited my uh Love. my passion for for music. We should have had this beautiful son of a bitch sitting in front of the camera the whole time, shouldn't we? But yeah. we got a lot of pretty guitars in here. Um but yeah, and I hope that we um we we do that for, and I know we did it for Derek. I hope we do it for Daniel um, because we want people to, if they don't already have the passion to get it, if they've lost it, to find it again. Um, and if they feel like others can, can, you know, enjoy it too, to bring them
2: into the fold. Um, so it keeps us going, man.
1: Absolutely. That's why we do it. And that's why comments and, and, and conversations like we had with Dan really invigorate us with we're doing the right things Mm -hmm. because we're not doing this just you know yes we've talked about yes it's fun but that's not the sole reason of why we're doing this we're doing this because we know it works we know that we are reaching people and and making them uh feel good about their love for music and be therapeutic for some people and uh you know we know we entertain and make you laugh and all that. And we have the, the funny moments, the serious moments, the sad moments, because that's what life is, man. And, and we want to, excuse me, include as many people as we can in this brotherhood. So that was a great way to great way to send home. Unless uh, you guys have anything else you want to,
2: I don't have any more to add. I
0: do not Tyler. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much all I had. And I, I will comment. Uh, as a final comment with with Dan Daniel saying like he was surprised that we were willing to chat with him um some random guy on the internet and i i will counter that That's and say that are, i'm surprised bro. that he wanted to have that conversation because we I, I i feel like we're we're just nobodies and for him to to kind of reach out to us and have the conversation we had with him and um you know, that that was something like I, I got juiced about the podcast all over again.
1: Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. It just like I said, it it reignites that it's the reason why we
2: started in the first place.
1: It's the reason why we started in the first place, man. And I'm just so fortunate for um all of our listeners uh that have been there from the start. The new fo I mean, Dan's a perfect example, just stumbled across us and now he's He's had this like you know, and he's telling his buddies about it. And I'm like, that's what we want. Like, whether you're whether you're uh, an old head that's been with us from the start, or you're new to the show, um, we hope you take something from every episode, and we hope that you um, find a reason to come back because we have these types of conversations every episode. Man, it's just and it's something different every week. It's always something that comes up, but there's always a common theme of we want to. Include. There's an identity. I mean, There's, we.
2: The last solo yeah. episode we did, I had talked about, and we had all agreed that we've started to create how twenty episodes deep, however many deep. Like we've started to create an identity for the show, even though we never spoke that identity into words. It just became, this is, this is it. You know,
1: absolutely. So hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation. We wanted to riff it tonight and talk about all kinds of different stuff. And we definitely did that. So, um, thank you so much to all of you, um, for, for joining this journey and and coming along with us. So, uh, we love each and every one of you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Please reach out to us, give us your feedback, drop us a line on any of our socials, um, leave a review. Uh, we love to chat with, with, with our listeners. We'll never be too big for our britches to, uh, to talk to anybody, um, we're just guys being dudes. That's all we are. So thank you guys so much. Um, again, follow all of our socials, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, at TSIS Don't be podcast. fat in the dress. What's that?
2: Don't be fat in the dress.
1: Don't be fat in the dress. <laughs> just search The Screaming Idiot Show. If you want to binge all the content, please feel free to hop on our Patreon, uh, which is just 5 bucks a month. Uh, I think it's probably about as cheap as we could make it, so we're not we're not doing the Patreon for the money because it's not making us any money. It costs me twenty bucks a month to distribute the pod, so if anything, it just helps pay for that, helps pay for the video editing app I use that I have a monthly subscription to. So we're just putting that money pay for merch that we have to buy. Um, again, yeah, we haven't talked about merch in a while. If you want a yeah, shirt, we if we if you want a shirt, please reach out to us. We will get you a shirt. Uh, are we? Or t- uh, t- uh, 30 bucks that's what it is yeah yeah 30 dollars a shirt um we'll, we will get them shipped to you um i think that's all i wanted to cover um thanks so much guys we appreciate you and until next time we are the screaming idiots We'll see you next week peace love dove